Hey, we are so glad that you guys are here as you are making your way back to your seat. We want to welcome you here if this is your first time. And we are smack in the middle of a series on relationships called Relationship Goals. So that's what we're doing. And maybe you uh, have missed the series or whatever. So just to kind of catch all of us up, I mean, the idea, the concept behind this series is we want to come alongside you and we want to help you. We want to help you set healthy goals so that you can experience the best of what God has to offer you when it comes to relationships. All right? So that's what we want to do. And um, hopefully you guys tonight have already had some great conversations in your small group around relationships. And we're just talking so much about relationships. And it will be a really good thing. Now tonight, we're going to do something a little bit different. All right? You don't have to listen to me for 30 minutes. Amen? Amen. And forget you. You don't have to listen to me, just me, talk tonight because we've got Mrs. Christy Meldrum here. Everybody give it up for Christy. So maybe you don't know who Christy is. So Christy is a coach uh, with us on Wednesday night and coaches the 11th grade female leaders. I was was waiting for like, yeah, we love her. She's so awesome. But... Um, so anyway, Christy's here and she's been in student ministry for a while. In fact, she was Brad and my assistant when I first got here. And I don't know if you were going to share this, but she actually, her husband, Mark proposed to her on this very stage seven years ago, but yes, you were going to say that crap messed it up. So this is Christy and, uh, I'm glad that she's going to be up here just kind of helping me share some truth and, uh, encouragement. So I'm gonna let her introduce herself and tell other things that I didn't just tell her. Hey, Reckless, what's up? How about that? We'll have you do it every time now. (laughs) Like Todd said, my name is Christy, and I'm excited to be here with y'all tonight because I love talking about relationships, and you guys are all curious about them, or you're already dating, and so there's a lot to talk about. And I believe 100% in the way that God designed uh, relationships and eventually marriage, and I believe that it's still relevant today. So I love being able to share that with students. I also strongly believe that the things that are happening in your relationships, even right now, will carry into your marriage. So whether that's really good things or really bad things, we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. And so I love that. I absolutely love your generation. So I love mixing relationships and talking to y'all about that. And where I'm coming from tonight is I've been walking with God for a long time. So a lot of what I say just comes from that, from being in the Word and walking with God. Um, Also, like you mentioned, I've been married for almost seven years. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about in terms of relationships comes from dating up until marriage and um, just the last six and a half, almost seven years of being married. So it's going to be fun. Very cool. So we're glad that Christy's with us tonight. So here's the deal. A little over, uh, maybe a month ago, a little over a month ago, uh, I pulled a couple of several leaders together and and we were preparing for this series and just kind of having conversations about that. And, um, and over the course of that conversation, they really gave me a lot of insight into just some of the things they're hearing from you and seeing you know, from you and things in relationships. And so as we were talking, one of the things that I, that I noticed right off the bat was how burdened they are for you when it comes to this area. How much they care about you, how burdened they are. I mean, and, and so much of it was about just seeing for so many of you feeling like you have to be in a relationship. Feeling the pressure of, man, I've got to be in in a relationship. And we talked a lot about just how difficult it is for your generation 
to, to be in the culture that we're in nowadays and not to be negatively impact, impacted by just all of the stuff, uh, particularly when it comes to relationships. And so really just over the course of that conversation, just kind of talk through some things. And, and, um, and I know one, one of the things that, that I noticed was how often we compromise on our beliefs or we compromise on our standards or we compromise on the goals that we set. And so as we were talking, one of the, the questions, this, this question came up. Are we settling for what's easy or are we choosing what's best? Now that's the, the whole kind of idea and the question that, and direction that we're headed tonight. And maybe you think about your relationships that you're in and the decisions that you make in those relationships. Are we settling for what's easy or are we choosing what's best? Now, this is the perception about your generation. All right, I, just like Chrissy said, I love this generation. That's why I do what I do. But there is this, that is the perception about your generation. What, fair or unfair, whether it's just because everything is, you know, because of laziness or just because of convenience. The perception is out there that your generation will choose what's easiest over what's best. Now, I don't know if you agree with that or you disagree with that, if you would push back on that, but that's just the perception that's out there. And you've got everything that you want at your fingertips. Everything is, your life is convenient. And the challenge is, is that that might work when it comes to whether or not you're going to order a latte on your app or whether you're going to get out of your car and go into Starbucks and get your coffee. But it does not work when it comes to relationships. And it's, especially impossible when it comes to marriage. Because for me, speaking from personal experience, marriage is the most wonderful, unbelievable, most beautiful, greatest human relationship that I've ever experienced in my life. But it's not easy. It's not easy at all. In fact, it is also the most difficult human relationship that I've ever had. And so if our mindset going into things is choosing what's easiest over what's best, then you're not really going to have a very great marriage at all. And so where we want to go tonight and kind of where we want to challenge you with and, and give you the main point at the beginning is our relationship goals should always prioritize what's best over what's easiest. All right, if you're looking for something to write down to remember to tell mom and dad or just remember for later, that's it. All right, our relationship goals should always prioritize what's best over what's easiest. Now, here's what we're going to do, and I said we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to spend the next few minutes, and Chris and I are going to take turns just challenging you guys in the room. All right, and we want to challenge you in specific ways, all right, to help you define kind of, all right, here's what we choose a lot of times what's easiest, and here's what we feel like is best. And so for you guys, you're going to have a chance to get a female's perspective and a guy's perspective. For you ladies, you're going to hear specific things that impact you, that involve you, that is going to be from a lady's perspective and also from a guy's perspective. And I want you guys, we could have easily said, hey, we're going to send the guys over here and I'll talk to the guys and Christy will go here and talk to the ladies. But I think it's important for us to all be in the room together and to hear what is being said to each other. I think it's a really great thing for us to keep each other accountable with some of these things. 
for you ladies to keep these guys accountable in some of the things we're going to be talking about. For you guys to keep ladies accountable for some of the things that we're going to be talking about. Because I believe this. If Guys, if you don't become the guys that God wants you to become, then the ladies in the room suffer for it. Ladies, if you don't become the women that God has called you to be and wants to help you be, then the guys are going to suffer. So if we don't hold up our fair share here, then we all suffer because of it. And so I'm going to challenge you over the next few minutes not to tune, you know, tune us out because we're not talking to your gender or whatever, but just kind of stay locked in to what we're going to talk about. So ladies, we're going to go, we're going to start with you. Okay, ladies, you're first. Number one, the, the first thing I have to say to you is if it's easy to say he says he's a Christian, So I really do believe that a lot of you truly, truly want to find and date a godly guy, but you feel like they're few and far between or they don't exist at all. So it's easy for you to say he says he's a Christian when maybe you meet a guy, he's cool, he's good looking, he's fun to be around. And that whole, does he walk with God? Is he a true believer thing kind of falls way, way down here. If it's easy to say he says he's a Christian, it is best to say he loves God more than me. Imagine meeting a guy and you actually could say, I know that he loves God so much. I know that he's walking with God so well that he definitely loves God more than me. So the man, God created the man to be the spiritual leader. So that's his role. And so when we don't hold that in high regard, I think that it moves down and down and down on the list. And... We're dating, hopefully, with the, with the mindset that we one day want to be married. So when you keep moving that down the list, it's going to be harder and harder for you to move that up on the list. And then you end up one day way down the road and you're dating a guy and you're almost married to a guy who doesn't care anything about God. So it's easy to say he says as a Christian, it's best to say that he loves God more than me. And I wanted to give you just a quick verse. It's 2 Corinthians 6.14. And I chose the message version because I love the words. And I, I hope you really grasp onto the fact that this is a really big deal to God. It says, don't become partners with those who reject God. Meaning your marriage one day is going to be a partnership. So if they're not on the same page with you, um, as far as God, they're re- that's the rejecting God. And then it goes on to say, how can you make a partnership, a marriage is a partnership, out of right and wrong? That's not partnership, that's war. Is light best friends with dark? So it's just showing you the complete opposite. If you are going down one road and you feel like, you girls, you are walking with God, that is a really big deal. And you settle just on the least bit with a guy who's just, eh, he says he's a Christian. He's not a true follower of God. He's not walking with God then eventually he starts going here and it's really hard for you guys to ever meet back up on the same page. Okay, that's number one. Number two, for the girls. It's easy to say, um, I'm gonna date a guy and I might drop my friends. I feel like us girls, either maybe we were that girl who met a cool guy and nothing else existed in our world and we ended up slowly dropping our friends or we have that friend who's done that to us And then they come running back when things don't work out with a guy. I feel like uh, hopefully we all relate to that in some way. So we all have a friend who kind of does that. It is, if it's easy to date a guy and drop your friends, the best scenario is to have healthy boundaries in all of your relationships. So I say this to say, 
when you are dating, and y'all are teenagers, so you should not be dropping your friends for a guy. That's crazy. Like, that's, to me, that sounds crazy coming out of my mouth. Um, we need our friends. And I'm 36, and I'm married, and I need my friends. And so what I really, really want you guys to understand with healthy boundaries in your relationships is that when you're dating, and then eventually when you're married— your girlfriends are important. They're the girls, they're the ones who are going to bounce things off of you. Like you're changing um, when you're dating this guy. He might not be good for you. Or I think I like this guy. You need them in your life. And as a married person, I also need that. And so what concerns me sometimes with your generation um, and dating, if you get into this place, is that you, you just don't, you are defined by guys. That's really what happens with a lot of girls. I really believe that. And if you are defined by a guy, then you probably aren't walking the straight and narrow with God anyways. But even me as a married person, I cannot be defined by my husband. Even though I'm married, like I'm not Christy the married girl. I'm Christy who happens to be married. It is a description of me that I am married. Um, it should be a description of you that you have a boyfriend. But do not let relationships define you, define you because what happens, and even in marriage, if, if Mark defines all of who I am, if, if that's everything, then I'm going to get disappointed because he's human and he's going to fail me. And the same is true of you and your dating relationships. If you put all your eggs in that basket, they're eventually going to fail you. And then you're going to feel like you have nothing because you've already dropped all of your friends. So really keep that in mind, how important your friends are and just having a really, really healthy balance with that. And my last thing for you girls, and this won't apply to absolutely everyone, but it applies to a lot of you. And if it doesn't apply to you, maybe it's a friend or maybe it's going to apply to somebody that you eventually date. Um, and it's this. Easy says, my parents' marriage failed and mine will too. And I think a, a lot of us can get into this place where you saw your parents married. You saw them, and this is true of me, so this is why I'm kind of focusing on this. My parents were married. I saw them walking with God together. I saw them having kids together. And then I saw one of them walk away from everything. And so don't think for one minute that didn't affect me. It totally does. And it might be affecting you right now. It might be changing the way that you approach dating or the way that you see marriage. It, it might be one of those things where you say, oh, I, I'll marry whoever. I could always get divorced. You don't want that. That is not what God wants. Um, it was very, very true of me to um, have my parents' divorce affect the way that I view dating, but you could also turn that for good. So it's easy to say my parents' marriage failed, so mine will too. It is best to say I can have a great marriage and will trust God and work hard towards that. And Todd keeps alluding to how awesome marriage is, but how it's such hard work, and I totally agree. It's one of the things that you have to work the hardest for, but it is one of the greatest things that God came up with is, is marriage. So I know and I can relate to that um, with you guys. And also, I have sat in a lot of small groups um, through Reckless, a lot of the girls' small groups. And I see your heart hurting um, because you've seen that in your family. And so I don't throw that to the side at all. But what I want you guys to hear me say is let that be something that challenges you believe that God wants to do something cool in, in your life and that you can have a godly marriage. And it was never God's intention. Like, he created marriage. He didn't create divorce. Divorce happened 
sin entered the world and divorce has happened. And so we have to know how to approach those things if we've experienced some of those things. So really trusting God. God is so much bigger than that. He wants that for you. Um, if anything, if it's going to affect you in a way, let it affect you for the positive and let it really, really make you question, is this the right person for me? I want to be in a relationship that ends in marriage where divorce is not an option and not just, oh, well, it happens to my family. It will happen to me as well. Cool. All right. <clears throat> Ladies, let me give you a couple of things from a guy's perspective. All right. So here we go. Here's the first thing that maybe you ladies will say that's the easiest He's cute, and he likes me. And that's it. And so maybe for you ladies, that's your standard, right? And I talked a little bit about that last week. Maybe some of you ladies, that's what you think about. And sadly, we don't really care about anything else as long as he looks like Justin Bieber or whatever. Fill in the blank. Whatever. Fill in the blank. Whatever, whatever guy you think is attractive, all right? And that's all we think about. And he shows us attention. So this is, this is the best of both worlds. And I will promise you, that is the easiest way to get into a bad relationship. Ladies, there are a lot of attractive, cute guys that, you, that don't deserve you because they are total jerks. All right? Guys, I'll get to No offense. All right? I'm not talking to the guys in this room, maybe. So be careful about... Dating a guy just because he's cute and he says that he likes you. All right, because if that's the standard that you're looking for or that you're setting, then chances are you're going to find a guy, you're going to get into a relationship where a guy's going to tell you things because he wants something from you. And it's not your heart. All right, so you've got to be careful about having that as your standard. Here's the best. I will pray and make a list of what's important. So rather than just going, he's cute, he likes me, hey, let's, let's start dating. It's, look, I'm going to start with seeking after God. God, what is it that you want? God, how do you define what a godly man looks like? And then from there, you're starting to make a list. All right, physical appearance is important. But does he also have all of those other important qualities that you're looking for? And what I would encourage you to do, even with your small group, is you guys make this kind of a, a thing you guys do together and you're talking through and going, man, you know, we're, we're making a list of things together because chances are you guys have a lot of the same, if you're seeking after God and you're looking for what God wants you to find in a man, then there's gonna be a lot of similar qualities that you guys are gonna be writing down. And then it gives you an opportunity to hold each other accountable to that, to encourage each other to seek after that and not to settle for less than that. Please do not date a guy just because he shows you attention. All right, if you are, if that's the only thing that you're looking for, if you are starved for attention, then there's a really good chance that you need to discover more about what God says about you and who he's created you to be. And so like we talked about last week, for you to spend some time really focusing in on your relationship with Jesus and allow him to define you and to reveal who he is before you start getting into a relationship. All right, second thing, ladies, we say this as the easiest. He's a four, and he's available now. He's a four, but he's available now. Now, here's the deal. Some of you ladies are laughing like I'm an idiot, like I made this up. 
But I promise you, I talked to a small group leader who said, hey, we were having a conversation with our small group girls one night, and here's what a lot of them said. I would rather take a four now because he's available than wait for a nine or a ten. Now, hopefully that sounds crazy to the rest of you. But that's what, that's what was said. And maybe that's sometimes, here's what we do, I think, a lot of times. We make the list and we have our standards, but then we, we get impatient. We get tired of waiting around. All of our friends are in relationships. We start feeling that pressure. And then all of a sudden that four walks in the room and we go, man, he's a four. Yeah, he doesn't have this, this, and this. But man, are those really that important? Like, I mean, maybe he'll come around or maybe I can change him, right? And so then all of a sudden what happens is we start compromising on those standards, those things that we're looking for. And the chances are pretty good if you settle for a four, he might always be a four. So don't settle for what you're looking for. So here's the best. I'm going to wait for a nine or ten because that's how valuable I am to God and what he wants for me. Ladies, do not get impatient. I know that there are a lot of fours out there, all right? And there are fours maybe for a reason, and they're available maybe for a reason. I don't know. All right, but there are also nines and tens. And if you start getting impatient, the reason maybe you haven't found a nine or ten may just be because you're not ready for them. It may not have anything to do with the fact of all the guys out there that don't meet your standards. And it may have to do more with the fact that you're just not ready. And so in that moment, allow God to work in your heart. Allow God to change you. Wait on his timing. And I said last week that in high school, I wasn't ready for a nine or a 10. All right, I was an idiot. So I wasn't ready to meet Angie in high school. And she's even told me point blank, yeah, we wouldn't have dated in high school. All right, because I was a moron. But allowing God to shape my heart, allow, allowing God to redefine me and to center my life around him then brought his timing in where I was ready when Angie walked into the room. All right, who was definitely more than a nine or a 10. So don't wait for a nine or 10 because that's how valuable you are to God. Here's the next thing. Relationships are hard, so let's just hook up. Yeah, I said it. Now, there's a little confusion about when we say hook up. What do you really mean when you say hook up? You know, do you mean this? You mean that? Look, we all know when I say hook up, what I mean when I say hook up. All right? So listen to me. This is the easy route that our culture likes to take. All right? This is most definitely what we think is the easier route. Man, relationships are hard. Ladies, you're like, man, these guys are idiots. Why do I want to spend a bunch of time and effort and work on this relationship and it may not even work out? So then we kind of go, you know what, man, let's just, let's just hook up. And we try to separate our emotions out of it and we try to take, eh, it's not really that big of a deal. And so we can just kind of go down that road. But you can't separate sex from every other part of who you are. All right, sex is so much bigger than just a physical act. So here's the best. I will set boundaries to protect my purity. 
I will set boundaries to protect my purity. Ladies, God has given you a precious gift that is not meant for you just to go and to give it away to everybody that shows you a bit of attention or for even for somebody that you really care about, that you feel like you're really in love with. So don't give it away so cheaply. And I want to encourage you ladies, don't feel pressured to give into that, into going too far. Believe it or not, I know the perception may be that everyone in high school is having sex, all right? But the reality of that is everybody in high school is not having sex, all right? In fact, 60% of high school students have never had sex, all right? And I'm not just talking about the weird kids that you see that are in the corner of the lunchroom, all right? That's a majority of high schoolers, all right? That's a factual stat that 60% are not having sex, So set your boundaries that are going to guard and protect what God has given to you. And then don't compromise on that. And if a guy is not willing to honor your purity and value that, then he's less than a one or a two. So just dump him and wait for somebody that will. Okay, guys, it's your turn. (laughs) This is what some of you may say. This is easy. I can be a four and still get a girl, right? Actually, you can be a four and still get a girl, but she's going to be a four, right? Okay, that makes sense. Um, if, you have, if you have that mindset, that means that you're, this girl has no values or standards and you have no values or standards. So if that is the easy thing to say, the best thing to say is, I want to be the nine or 10 that a girl is looking for, which Todd just addressed with the ladies, right? Don't be a four. There's way too many of those already. It is unique for you all to be a 10. You want to be a 10. Um, to be seeking out God and actually have a real relationship. When you are in community with God, which what I mean when I say that is you are walking with God. You are in the Bible. You are coming to church. You are praying. When things like that are happening, you're going to become closer and closer to God's heart. You're going to know him. So you're going to know what he wants for you. And he's, you're going to know what he wants in relationships for you. And there's a higher standard for you as a guy. And so you want to be that nine or 10 so that you can actually get a girl who is a nine or 10. Um, and that's what God wants from you. So that's the first thing. The second thing, some of you may say this, and this is easy. I'll set standards once I meet a girl. So you see a cute girl, you like the way she looks, you like the way she treats you, all that kind of stuff, but you don't actually have standards. So when that happens and you go about it this way, you're, you're going to end up having no standards or very bad standards at the very least. If you go about your relationships in this way, that's just what's going to happen. Um, you will compromise everything if you have no standards before you get into a relationship. You need to know what you want. Okay, so if that's easy, then it's best to say, set standards now on what you want in a girl. So if you're not dating someone, and this is a great time to set some standards for when you do meet that girl of your dreams, um, to know, like, does she align with these kinds of things? And the best way to do that, again, I keep saying this with pretty much every point, is you can only understand what God wants in that if you are walking daily with God and if you are walking closely with him. 
um, you know his heart for you in this way because you are in relationship with him. So that's the only way you're going to know. Um, when you are this guy and you are in closer relationship with God, um, then you won't settle. You won't just meet a girl and be like, ah, like I kind of want a girlfriend, so throw out the standards. If you actually have something in line. And with that, I would also encourage you to know like what your boundaries are and align those with what God wants for you as, as men um, and as leaders of the relationship. So you want a girl who values this. Um, a 10 girl will think this is really cool if you already have standards. A four girl, maybe not. And a side note, girls, you want this kind of guy. You want the guy who's a 10 um, Todd just addressed the fact that you want to be a 9 or 10 and you don't want to settle um, for anything less. And my last thing for you guys is it's easy to date with no purpose. Um, hopefully anything that you want to do that actually means something would have purpose behind it. And we've addressed this in the relationship series so far that hopefully your ultimate purpose in dating um, is for marriage one day. And also... I believe that we have dating, like dating is not a bad thing. It's kind of how you begin to figure out who you want to date and what you like and what you don't. So if it's easy to date with no purpose, best says date to seek someone who you can marry. There is actually a purpose to dating. Um, dating is a total huge waste of time for you and the other person if you have no purpose behind it. So those are my three things. Cool. All right, guys, real quick, because we're running over time. Here's the easiest. She's hot. Who cares if she's crazy? All right, we got some finger pointing in the room. She's hot, so who cares if she's crazy? Look, dude, have you seen her? I don't care about anything else. Now listen. Listen, watch, for you guys, watch how she treats her friends. Watch how she treats her mom and her dad. Watch how she treats other people. Because that will reveal so much about whether she feels like the world revolves around her. And if she, you're crazy if you think that she treats everybody else that way, but she's not going to treat you that way as well. All right, and guys, we ought to be able to see this a mile away. All right, we can see crazy. All right, there are a lot of girls who are beautiful physically, but they are a hot mess. All right, and you don't want a hot mess. All right, in a little moment of public shame and admittance, all right, I watched one episode of The Bachelor with my wife because I want to be a kind and gracious, loving husband. And so that was about all I could take. But I watch these girls, and I'm like, that girl is psycho. And she's fighting with every other girl in the house. And that's, red flags are going off all over the place. Like, if she doesn't get along with any other girls, then she's crazy, all right? She is the hot mess, so don't, don't date her. All right, here's best. I want a girl whose heart is set on Jesus. Guys, listen to me. You will not hear this from our culture. This will not be valuable in the locker room with those guys. I promise you, this is the most important thing. Find a girl whose heart is set on Jesus. All right, yes, she needs to be physically attractive. All right, we're visual as men. We want to be attracted to her, thank you. 
So she, she's got to be physically attractive. But God, in, in Proverbs 31, God gives us a picture. As I'm spitting all over the place. God gives us a picture of what a godly woman looks like. He defines true beauty. So if her heart is set on Jesus, then she will have so many incredible qualities that will be a blessing to you and a blessing one day to your kids and a blessing to other people as well. So please make that the priority. All right, here's the next one. All right, much different direction. Guys, this is not a joke. All right, so stay with me. Here's the easiest. Pornography is accessible and it's not hurting anybody. All right, now let's be mature and have a mature conversation, all right? Pornography is more accessible to you than any other person in history, any other generation in history. You can access it multiple ways just like that. And because it's so easy to to get our hands on because it's so accessible. We feel like, you know what? It's not really harming anybody. It's not really that big of a deal. And we sort of justify because we go, you know what, man? It's, it, it, you know, it's easy on the eyes and I, you know, I enjoy looking at that. And not only that, it's a whole lot better that I'm not doing this with a girl. And so we use all kinds of things in our minds to justify this and feel like pornography is not that big of a deal. Here's what's best. I will stay away from pornography because it will ruin my relationships. I will 100% promise you that pornography will ruin your relationships. This is the great deception about pornography. Is that we feel like it's not that big of a deal. And for years, psychologists have been warning us about the dangers of porn. And now, because it's been accessible for a period of time, now we're starting to really understand the long-term benefits. And we're starting to hear not just from psychologists, we're starting to hear from consumers themselves. We're hearing from athletes and celebrities and pastors and dads who are all talking about how porn has destroyed their own heart. It's destroyed their view of marriage, their view of sex and love, their marriages, their families, their careers, and on and on and on. Pornography may be accessible, but it will damage your relationships and make them worse, not better. Now, you don't believe me. I can tell you about a room of guys that meet here every single week who come into the room because they are sexual addicts. And we go, oh, that's so gross. And and these are dads and husbands and normal guys. And, and I've stood in front of them and I've had conversations with them and they have told me point blank, a lot of them, their addiction started when they started looking at porn as a teenager. And it cost them way more than they ever thought that it would. So I want you to know and encourage you not to feel, for you to feel shame if, that, if you find yourself addicted or that is a struggle and the stats are insane about how many struggle with this, that we wanna come alongside, we want to help you. I would encourage you to tell your small group leader. All right, I promise you they will not shame you. I promise they will not feel, make you feel dirty or disgusting or any of that kind of stuff, but they will come alongside and we will help you get the help that you need. So for you ladies, I know a lot of times we just think of uh, pornography issues as guy issues 
And let me tell you a way that this actually really will affect you ladies. So think of um, right now what's popular is the sequel, I guess, to Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey is crap. And a lot of the way that this plays out with females is the stuff that we watch. And we just watch junk and, we're, and we've kind of trained our mind to just kind of be not affected by it at all. And so a movie like that, I'm going to use that as an example, but it, it shows up in movies, in shows, in Instagram, in everything that is so, so accessible, just like for guys. But with a movie like that, that is helping to define what relationships look like to those of you who are very new into relationships. And, those, and that is not what a relationship is. It starts to define something that isn't true. And if you take what you're watching on that level into your relationship and then one day into your marriage, you have the most wrong view of relationship, of sex, of all of that kind of stuff. And it's so ingrained in you. And like Todd said, that's going to show up way down the line in your marriage and it's going to mess it up big time. And I wanted to just give you this uh, one thought. What we fill our minds with and what we fill our hearts with is everything. And there's a verse in Matthew 12:34, and the very end of it says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever we are going to fill our minds with and whatever we fill our hearts with, it's naturally going to come out. So if it's junk, like those movies, that's, that's what's ingrained in us, and that's what we think is right and true, and it's not. But if we fill ourselves with, if you've ever had a season where you just have committed to reading your Bible and being in the Word or just being around positive people and not watching junk, that's the kind of stuff that comes out of your mouth, the positive stuff. So it's up to, you, it's up to us to make those right moves towards uh, either way. Cool. Hey, guys, let me give you this last one, um, and we won't have time to, to talk through it, but just so you can get it down on your notes, and ladies too. So here's the last one. Easiest is get what you want and then dump her. Here's the best. Honor and protect your heart. Listen to me, guys. God's going to hold us as men accountable for the way that we lead, not just our wives one day, but the way that we care and protect and encourage and speak life into the ladies. All right? One day, if you have the privilege of getting married, then the standard will be God's going to cause us to love our wives one day like he loves the church. And if all we're looking to do is to take advantage of women, then we will never be able to live that out and that incredible calling that God's given to us. Let me close with Ephesians 5, 15 and 17. Here's what, here's what Paul says. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So I think it it starts with us in every situation to ask the question, God, what do you want? Listen to me, because the reality is every time we choose what we want, determine that we're going to do what we want over what God wants, then we are choosing what's easiest over what's best. And relationship goals should always prioritize what's best instead of what's easiest.